Information is for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Paul Durso and Charles Bowers, Jr. are investment advisor representatives of Insight Folios. Retirement is coming up fast. Will you have the income for the life you're dreaming of? Will you be traveling or flipping channels? Will you be helping the kids and grandkids or asking them for help? If you've worked, saved, and done without, but you still don't know if you'll make it, then welcome to Simply Financial, where you'll learn to invest like a pro so you can move forward with confidence. This is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, your first step to financial clarity. Now, here's Paul. One zero two five six ten WFNZ. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where we're all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm your host, Paul, here with my amazing co-host, Charlie. You're too kind, Paul. Am I? Yes. We have a great show for you today. It's all things Social Security. And you know what? You've worked very hard, and now Social Security looms around the corner. Get clarity to the questions you have in determining when to take Social Security benefits. Public Affairs Specialist for Social Security in Charlotte, Lisa Wallace, is here to help educate us on some of the variables affecting your Social Security benefits. Learn about eligibility for receiving benefits and finding out some of the reasons the IRS could even withhold some of your Social Security benefits. We'll also cover the rules about continuing to work while receiving Social Security so you don't miss out on the potential of your entire full Social Security benefit that you've worked so hard to get all these years. We're going to talk the nuts and bolts of some of the most common questions you've had about receiving Social Security. So if you know anyone that is concerned about Social Security, call them right now and tell them to turn on to Simply Financial on 1025-610-WFNZ. I don't know... What brought me to thinking about it, but over this weekend, I was thinking about a story uh, that may or may not be applicable, but I thought it was funny, and I was laughing about it. Uh, one Thanksgiving at my Aunt Jane's house in Lancaster, South Carolina, my brother Bill, he's about three years younger than me, was looking out the window. And his young son, my nephew Christian, and some other kids were on a cube of bricks. If you know what a cube of brick is, that's how your brick is delivered to your house when they're building it. Oh, like a, a bunch of a bunch of bricks. Here. It's about okay. three feet tall and maybe 30 inches by 30 inches on top. And so it's held by sitting on top? No. It's held by <laughs> two plastic straps, and Christian was standing on top, dancing around and getting all wobbly. My brother Bill asked me, you know, Charlie, how do you handle watching your children doing that, knowing that they're pretty much going to get hurt? I mean, there's no question about it. You knew he was coming off of that cube of bricks. Well, I said, Bill, this is all you got to do. And I put my finger on my chin, and I turned <laughs> my head away from the window, meaning don't look. You know, and, and he said, you know, that's pretty smart. But, you know, while that may or may not be appropriate, uh, appropriate recommendation in this case, I think we're all guilty of turning our heads to some situation like that in order to hide our fear from something bad happening. When you know it's coming. You know it's coming. And I think we wrongly and probably more often than not use this technique with our future and our retirement planning in mind where we procrastinate. We turn our heads often because we don't know what to do. And uh, when we turn our heads, we don't have to face that uncertainty in our future and face the possibility that our retirement is going to fail. And if we fail, if we fall, we're going to experience some nasty pain. And at Inside Folios, we look to help you with your future Build your confidence by putting up what I'll I'll call retirement safety rails here. We want to put your safety rails on your retirement cube of bricks, if you will, so that when you do face your future, you can face it with confidence and without the expectation of pain. So don't turn your head to your future like I recommended my brother Bill turn to a Christian. So just stare straight at it like a deer in the headlights? Well, that's why we're trying to help. That may have been a good recommendation (laughs) for Bill and Christian because— Kids are going to get hurt, and there's not much you can do with it. Kids are kids. They're going to get hurt. So let's move on from that situation to our guest. We have Lisa Wallace here, who is the public affairs specialist for the Social Security Administration here in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Lisa began her career with the Social Security Administration over 20 years ago. She's a graduate of Western Carolina University and a Charlotte native, Woo! to name a few. We don't have a bunch of those running no, around here. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has held various positions during her tenure with the Social Security Administration, but enjoys the public affairs position the most as she is able to share information with the public that she feels truly makes a difference in people's lives. And on the weekend now, Lisa, I need to make sure I got this right. You like spending time with your friends and family, that you are an avid fan of craft beer and tiny homes in that order. Do you ever combine all three together, I wonder? (laughs) Exactly, but in that order. (laughs) So welcome, Lisa Wallace. Thank you. So before we get into a a bunch of questions, and I tell you what, it is such a privilege to have somebody here from Social Security. I know a lot of times as I've made uh, some recommendations for clients to reach out to Social Security, it can be very intimidating talking to a, not necessarily a government official, but somebody who works for the government and... um, and I, it is a plever, privilege to have you here today. And, and if you're out there listening in your car, let me just tell you, um, Social Security Administration has some of the best people in government working for it. I have spoken to so many of your offices throughout the country with various different clients. And uh, what a pl- privilege and what a pleasant experience every single one of those conversations has They've been. They've all so, been awfully kind. Yeah. Awfully. So, I'll make sure I get you that $5. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. Now well, we're talking. Let, let's talk about disclaimers right out of the <laughs> gate because I know, particularly with government um, employees, it's very important that you do not give advice. That is for education. I'll let you. That is that is correct. I am here to give information. Uh, most of the information that I'll be giving you today is time sensitive, and I'll probably constantly refer everybody back to our website at www.socialsecurity.gov for the most accurate and up-to-date information. And that's because things change sometimes overnight, as you know. So. Now, is that the same as SSA.gov? Yes, both of those work. Okay, because I've always gone to SSA. Yeah. I'm like, oh, is there another one out there? Well, that that's, that's a lot of letters. To other- <laughs> SSA is a good one. At, at You're right. SSA.gov or SSA. All right, let's uh, go with our first question here, Lisa. Um, You know, Social Security was developed, designed for other things other than just a retirement income. Can you shed light on on where, how someone or who might be uh, eligible for Social Security? Yeah, well, it was originally uh, started out as a retirement program, but slowly over the years we added different types of benefits. For instance, we have benefits for survivors, Mm -hmm. for children. Uh, Also, we added the disability program a little bit later, but now anyone who uh, is of a certain age can file for retirement benefits. But we've also built in those uh, survivor benefits and the auxiliary spouse benefits, which I know we'll probably talk about later. Mm -hmm. But the the bulk of the folks that take advantage of Social Security is for the retirement income benefit. By far, that is Mm -hmm. our largest number of beneficiaries are retirement beneficiaries. Is it it difficult to qualify for some of those other areas? no, you just have to come in and talk to somebody. And I say that because a lot of times when I go out and do presentations, I'll be talking to someone during that and they'll ask a question and we'll start talking. Next thing you know, I'll be figuring out that they're eligible for another type of benefit that they had no idea about because they heard something from the church lady or the yeah. next door neighbor or a friend, uh, but they didn't contact Social Security. I had a gentleman the other day, I went to one of the local colleges to do a pre retirement seminar. And he was the janitor at the college. And he came up and was talking to me before we started. And he said, I'm thinking about retiring in the fall. I've got a couple questions asked you. I said, well, you know, have you ever been married? He's like, yeah, you know, I have. I said, well, how long were you married? He says, oh, we were married 20 years. She passed Mm -hmm. away about five years ago. And it turned out that that gentleman could have been receiving benefits for five years, and he had no idea because he never contacted us. So I always tell people, if you have a question, you're not sure about something, always call the 1-800 number at 1-800-772-1213 and ask the question because I'd rather you hear it from the horse's mouth. Absolutely. And one thing I'm hearing from you is basically, you know, and I will say this, the persona for a lot of people out there is that Social Security is the the world of no. You know, no matter what I ask, they're going to shoot me down and what I heard you refer to several times is we're going to look for ways with the letter of the law that you will find eligibility. And that, 
That is what I'm hearing. Right? Exactly. And, and I liken it to one of my favorite movies, uh, the movie Forrest Gump, where he's sitting on the bench mm-hmm. and he says, life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And that's really what it is with each person that we talk to by phone or in the office. We always want to look at their situation, ask a couple questions, and it's kind of like a little flow chart. We try to figure out what can we do that will help this person in their situation. You know, that's really great because that's a lot like us at Insight Folios. Every situation is unique. You have to plan, you have to make decisions based on their personal circumstances. And that that becomes very difficult to give advice in a forum like now. You know, Mm -hmm. we've got a lot of people out there in a lot of different situations, and they're going to hear nuggets of what we say and apply it to their situation go well I can do this that is the worst thing that you can do because that's not what we're saying we're just giving general facts education you have to have a specific conversation regarding your specific situation Mm -hmm. to understand the rules and regs around what you can and can't do it's kind of similar to the old adage about pulling the layers of an onion away Mm -hmm. you know initially you see this one onion but as you start pulling it away you may find a little nugget in there that's perfect for that person there you go so before before we get to break and i know we have to go in a few minutes but why don't you explain very quickly in very short period of time uh what some eligibility or what the eligibility is for receiving Social Security, like how long do you have to work, how old? Well, let's talk about retirement because that's what most of the people are, are looking at. Mm-hmm. In order to be eligible for retirement, you have to, of course, reach a certain age, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a few minutes. But the main thing is you have to have worked. When you work, you pay FICA taxes, and those taxes go into a fund that will pay you a retirement benefit later. And for most people, that, that amount you have to work is 10 years mm. uh, because each year you can earn a certain— And it doesn't have to be consecutive. does not. It just has to be 10 years total with a minimum amount of work or wages in each year. Awesome. So when we get back, we're going to be talking about another government agency, the IRS, who might have reasons to access your Social Security benefit— This is Paul Durso here with my co-host, Charlie. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where we're all about taking your first step to financial clarity. This is 1025-610-WFNZ. Hi, this is Dr. Sandeep Grewal, author of Fat Me Not. You are listening to Simply Financial by Paul Durso on 1025-610-WFNZ. Hey, this is Charlie, and we'll get back to the show in just a minute. But if you're worried about where you'll get the income for your dream retirement, just call us for our free retirement rescue toolkit. The first 10 callers will get two books and tons of other material you wouldn't expect to get from a financial advisor absolutely free. Knowledge is power, right? So here's a ton of knowledge for you, and it's free. Give us a call at Insight Folios at 855-999-7526. Get your free retirement rescue toolkit today. That's 855-999-7526. Hi, this is John Miller, author of The Coming Gold, Silver, and Blockchain Share Explosion, and you're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso on one o two five six ten wfnz One zero two five six ten WFNZ. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, and today we've got a treat. Lisa Wallace, Public Affairs Specialist from the Social Security Office here in Charlotte, is in studio. And just before break, we were talking about eligibility for Social Security, and let's make sure we round that out before we move on. I, yes, I'd mentioned the fact that you have to earn quarters of coverage. Um, basically, it's 10 years of work, but people need to know how much you have to earn in wages to get one of those quarters. And in 2018, that figure is $1,320. So if I earn $1,320 in 2018, I'm going to get one quarter of coverage. 
Now, if I want all four quarters available to me, because there's four quarters in a year, that would mean that I would have to earn $5,280 this year. Wow. Doesn't matter when I earn it. I could earn it all in six months and then stop working the remainder of the year. You'd earn it in a month. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But as long as I earn that amount, I'm going to be given all four quarters of coverage for the year 2018. So that begs the question on how Social Security is calculated. So if... If I earn, you know, roughly $5,500 a year, I get four quarters worth of Social Security, and I need a max of 40 quarters. Minimum of 40. Sorry, sorry, not a max. A minimum of four quarters to be eligible for Social Security. Retirement. Mm -hmm. Yes. So walk me through how it's calculated, because I know there's a lot of myths out there that we hear a lot, Charlie. A lot of confusion on how it is calculated Mm -hmm. based on... At Insight Folios, I know one of the most common we get is, you know, at, at is, the end of my career. Is it you know, based on my highest earning years? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's a lot of what you'll hear in private industry because that's the way that it is for most people in private industry. So let's bust that myth. Well, for Social Security, what we do is we look at your earnings over your entire lifetime. And that's why one of the things that's so important for people to do because you used to actually get what we called a Social Security statement in the mail. And for most of your listeners, they're probably going to remember, hey, I haven't got one of those in a couple of years. The only way to get that now is to go online and pull that information up. And it's become more important than ever because identity theft has become a big problem. And it's your responsibility as a worker to make sure that you go online and look at those earnings and make sure that they're posted correctly. Also, that you're not missing any earnings. Ooh, we've never said that before. No, but I know that my wife is missing a couple of years of earnings and we've been trying to... To you get them it. for a long period of time. Only if we knew mm-hmm. somebody at the Social Security office. <laughs> somebody at Social Security <laughs> that could, could probably fix help that. us. That's that would correct. be great. That's, Do you yes. know anyone? No. Stephen? No. Anybody? No? Well, well, the problem is that (laughs) most people who haven't been getting it in the mail really haven't thought about it. It's kind of been out of sight, out of mind. That's true. And it's become more important. In fact, I have a 26-year-old daughter who went to South Korea for two years after she got out of college. And I told her before she left, I said, I need you to go online and set up what's called your My SSA account. Mm -hmm. Think of it as online banking, but for Social Security purposes, because everybody knows that you're leaving the country. Mm-hmm. And it would, you would be a real easy target. Mm-hmm. And that would allow you to go online and check your earnings from anywhere. Look at that Social Security statement just as it was mailed out. And that way you're able to review your earnings. Because if you think about it, we are the only agency that gives you that type of information. So if someone were working, Paul, under your Social Security number, how are you going to know it? If they were working illegally under your I social. I would never know. Mm-hmm. Unless exactly. I have somebody monitoring it for me. Correct. Because that person is not having the W-2 sent to your house. So that statement is actually one of the things you can use to verify that that's not happening to you. For instance, if you go online, you set up your MySSA account, and you go in and you review your Social Security statement, and you see that it says you made $115,000 last year, but you know you didn't. I'm not going to say that you didn't, but just say that. (laughs) That would be your opportunity. Hey, someone's possibly working under my social. I need to get a whole Social Security now. That's a great insight right there. Yeah. Well, just like Charlie, you know, you've got your wife's got possibly missing earnings. Yeah. Well, that could be something as simple as the IRS tape from that employer didn't come through, you know, and that's easily fixed. Sometimes mm-hmm. we can find them in what's called a suspense file. Mm-hmm. But we have to be alerted by the public. It's not something that we are going to know internally. Someone has to come to us and say, hey, you know, I've looked on my Social Security statement online and I'm missing earnings from 1984. And then that gives us an opportunity upon their request to actually look and see Mm -hmm. if we can find the earnings in a suspense file. If we can, we reinstate them. If not, then it's up to them to provide a W-2. Well, Charlie, if you got those W-2s, Charlie. Got, uh, <laughs> there was a fire. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you're just tuning in, this is Simply Financial. You're listening to Lisa Wallace. She's the Public Affairs Specialist, Social Security Office here in Charlotte, giving us some unbelievable um, information uh, about Social Security. And to be clear here, um, I want to make sure I understand. So we need a minimum of 40 credits to qualify. I also want to make sure the myth regarding how you calculate. So you're, you're looking at their wages through their entire life. Correct. And looking at the, the highest, how many years? It's the highest 35. But once you've made sure everything on your Social Security statement is correct, realize that what Social Security does, when you come in and file, we index all of those earnings up to what they're worth today. In today's so, dollars, you In mean. today's dollars, So if my correct. biggest payday was in 1987... That would be indexed to today. That is correct. To the highest payday today. Well, it, we, we, there are indexing factors that are set by Congress every yes. year. And then we would make those earnings. For instance, my earnings in 1982 when I was in high school driving a school bus, about $18,000. Um, now it would probably be worth twenty-five. Wow. So then once we've picked 
we, once we've indexed all those earnings up to what they're worth today, then we pick your highest 35 years. Not your last three, not your last five, but your highest 35. Not your last 35, your no, highest, highest, highest 35. And then there's that a That is so important. There's a calculation that we apply to that, uh, that we come up with your average monthly income over those 35 years. Once we have that average monthly income, then it's a percentage of a certain dollar amount. And it's a three-tier level. You can find all that information online at the Social Security website. PTA. I know there's acronyms behind them because we have a software. FRAs, your full retirement age. Well, it's provisional income for your. I forget the acronyms. The only reason why I know is with Simplicitry, our software that we use in our office, we have a Social Security module that we have built and the math behind Social Security to get it, because you, you have your quick calculator on your SSA.gov mm-hmm. website. Correct. We're trying to match it. So it's we're hard. Oh, my word. Oh, it's almost impossible. <laughs> it is with so all difficult those. because there's so many different layers of calculations that go in, which mm-hmm. begs, you know, the, the prompt that, you know, there's so much that goes into Social Security and when to take it. And we're just scratching the surface, going back to your statement about peeling the onion back. I mean, mm-hmm. there is so much that 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 you have to take into consideration about Social Security. And it's not just when is my full Social Security age, when is it max, you know, when can I start it at, at the earliest age. It's just a piece of the overall retirement puzzle, and, and knowing when to turn that on is so important. And that's why Charlie and I have put together at Insight Folios what we call our Simplicity Retirement Rescue Toolkit. And yep. inside this, uh, we've got a couple books, some free reports, and just this week only, we're going to be offering a book that's called The Ultimate Guide to Retirement Income, which has an entire huge section. It's about 10 pages worth about Social Security income and when to take it. Um, all you have to do is text the word KIT for the first 10 people anyways that text the word KIT, K-I-T, to the number 33222. We'll get you this kit, the Simplicity Retirement Rescue Toolkit, in your hands absolutely free. If you are driving do not text and drive. Pull not. over the car. This is urgent, though. This is something that would require you to ensure that you do pull over. Text the word KIT, K-I-T, to 33222 so we can send at no charge, if you're one of the first 10, this Simplicity Retirement Rescue Toolkit, which will identify and help educate when you should take Social Security to maximize your benefit. And I know it's huge with the clients that come in, and that's one of the big questions because Social Security can be a huge part of a retirement plan, of their total income source. And it's, do I turn it on early? Do I turn it on at full retirement age? Or do I turn it on at age 70? And with the, the Simplicity software, we're able to work with them right on the spot and make those changes and show the impact to their income streams. But Lisa, before we, we get out of this segment, we talked about the IRS, can it withhold any of your Social Security benefit? Can it? And, and what are the circumstances? Yes, it can. If, if, you, have a, <laughs> if you have an IRS debt, a, let's say past due taxes, they can actually garnish uh, your Social Security benefits. The IRS. Mm-hmm. And awesome. same thing with child support. There are a few different things mm-hmm. that can cause garnishment to your Social Security benefit. Is there anything you can do to, to protect yourself? in that regard don't have the debt if you can avoid it (laughs) (laughs) that is a great answer it's one of those things where the people put that type of debt under the cover they don't think about it uh, and then all of a sudden when they come back to get ready for retirement it's still going to be there so Mm -hmm. everything you can do to avoid that is going to be helpful so i know this is a can of worms we only have a couple minutes before our next break but can you shed some light on if if you're married and or one of the stories that you told earlier about the gentleman who was previously married for over 10 years Mm -hmm. i know there's some qualifiers in there but let's talk about getting a divorce or being widowed or widower um, and and some of the benefits of social security okay let's let's talk about two different scenarios one being life and one being when someone passes away in a life case you're potentially eligible for up to 50 percent of what your spouse is eligible for but that's only if your own benefit doesn't exceed that 50 percent amount your full own benefit Correct. Okay, not 50% Not 50%, of your, your yeah. full benefit. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you are a survivor on a record, all of a sudden that percentage runs up somewhere between 75 and 100%. So when someone passes away, all of a sudden the amount you're eligible for is a lot higher than when they were living. Now, I'm not trying to give anybody any ideas, mm-hmm. but it's, it's important to know that because let's say I had someone come in and file as a, as a, a spouse on a record, and maybe they had more than one marriage, and then their current marriage ends. 
they would need to recontact Social Security at that point because it could be that one of those prior marriages, if they meet the duration of marriage requirement, might mean a higher benefit for Which them. Which is 10 years, correct? 10 years for a divorced spouse. So, mm-hmm. uh, so if you've been married for 10 years to a spouse, you are eligible for at least 50% of their benefit if it exceeds your full benefit. Let's just say you're el- you're potentially eligible for a benefit. We a won't benefit. give it a percentage. Okay. There you go. But d- 10 yeah. years is the duration of marriage requirement. Okay. For a divorced spouse. Now, if you're not divorced, if the er- marriage ends in someone's passing, you can be married as little as nine months, what sometimes if you even shorter. It depends. Uh, on, it depends. That it sounds depends. like something we have to say a lot of times. <laughs> so that is, that is a call. What's the one? What's the number? One eight hundred seven seven two one two one three. So if you've been married longer than ten years and you're remarried, call what? One eight hundred seven seven two one two one three. Because it that is specific advice that you will need to understand regarding your own Social Security benefit and how to maximize that. And right. when we get back from break, we're going to go over what you need to know to keep all of your Social Security benefits while you're working, if that's possible, Lisa. This is Charlie Bowers here with host Paul Durso. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity. And this is one zero two five six ten WFNZ. One zero two five six ten WFNZ. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm Charlie Bowers here with host Paul, and we're talking with Lisa Wallace, public affairs specialist for the Social Security Administration here in Charlotte. And we've been covering quite a number of uh, things here, Lisa. How about talking about just when can someone apply for Social Security? Normally we tell people you want to apply about three months uh, before your eligibility. Uh, But, of course, you've got to know what is your full retirement age. And we know uh, from the public that the full retirement age has changed, Mm -hmm. all depending on your year of birth. Um, It's changed from 65 to 67 for most people within my age bracket. I was born after 1960, so my full retirement is going to be 67, uh, which I'm actually timing that because that's supposed to be the sophomore year of my children, (laughs) my seven-year-old twins going to college. So at that time, I'll be able to... So you and Uncle Sam timed that perfectly. Oh, yeah. That way I can work full-time and still get my Social Security benefit to pay for college. That's a great question. Oh, she transitioned Uh, so well to that. So let's talk about... Uh, your full benefit, and then let's also talk about when Social Security maxes out. So okay. let's let's first. You just touched on it, full Social Security, and what is the difference between getting full Social Security, what that would be, versus getting it at say sixty-two? Let's let's use an example of someone whose full retirement age is is sixty-six. If that person walks in and they want their benefit at age 62, they're going to take about a 25% reduction. Because even though we have increased the full retirement age from 65 to 67 for most people, we didn't say you couldn't still take it at 62. You can still do that. The only difference is the reduction is going to be higher. So the one who, the person who was 66, they take it at 62, they're going to suffer a 25% reduction. Me, because my full retirement age is 67, if I wanted it 62, I'm going to take a 30% reduction. So you can still take the benefit early if you want, but it is going to be reduced more. Now, there's also incentive for waiting. Uh, some people decide they want to continue working, especially with life expectancies getting higher and higher. Right now, it's about in the mid-80s for men and women who are turning 65 this year. So there's an incentive to wait because if you wait past your full retirement age, you can gain what are called delayed retirement credits. Those are increases for every month that you wait. It ends up being about an 8% increase for every 12 months that you wait. Now, if you add that up between 66 and 70, you're talking about a 32% return. Anything in your portfolio doing a 32% return right now in four years? Well, 8% hey, hey, a year. Careful now. <laughs> She's getting testy here. But that's only 8% a year. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, I, I really understand, and one of the main reasons they created that spousal benefit for Social Security was that, okay, 
typically the male at the time was the one that worked, and if something happened to him, we wanted a, a deceased spouse benefit. Mm-hmm. Now, I can see a, a man or, or the higher-earning spouse wanting to work or, or delay taking their benefit for the younger spouse. Is there an age difference where that comes into play where it, it might impact well, we can never pay a survivor on a record more than we paid the number holder. Mm-hmm. So if you have a higher earner or a number holder that took the benefit at 62, i.e. took a reduced benefit, mm-hmm. he or she's got to keep in mind that we will never be able to pay their survivor any more than we paid them. So, of course, if the higher earner puts off the retirement, that's going to, in the end, if he mm-hmm. or she predeceases their spouse, it's going to help them in the end because their benefit will be paid based on what we paid the number holder. And so let's say we've got gentleman 75, he did delay, but he happened to marry a 30-year-old woman. She still has to wait till she's 60 exactly. to take that 60 is the earliest you can mm-hmm. take a widow's okay. benefit unless you're disabled. If you're disabled, you can take it as early as And then 50. it would be on the absolute amount he was receiving plus any cost of living adjustments that might have kicked in. Correct. So, so wait, so for a widow, she has to wait till she's 60? Yes, that's the earliest you can file as a widow is age 60. What about children? Children, there's no age limit. Now, the thing is, when I say that, there's no... Because uh, I kind of consider the, the one the other, so maybe that's where I'm confused. A, a widow has to wait until 60 if she's taking it based on age and not disability. But if, but if we, you're yeah. a child, you just have to be under the age of 18. And we do still have benefits for students that can continue after the age of 18. If you're still in high school, not college, that stopped yeah. several years ago. But if you're still in high school at 18, your benefit can continue till you graduate or age 19. Okay. So they can get those benefits at least through the age of 18 for most of them. So to be clear, and if you're just tuning in, uh, you're listening to Simply Financial. Lisa Wallace is in studio today. She's a public affairs specialist for Social Security Office right here in Charlotte. And to be clear here, the maximum Social Security is or the, where it, it maximizes its benefit is at age 70. It, That's correct. It will never grow past 70. Well, you've got to consider that the indexing factors for a benefit are done on an annual basis, but the delayed retirement credits stop at age 70. You're not going to get any more delayed retirement credits if you put it off past 70. So is there any reason for somebody to wait past 70 to take Social Security? Uh, it would depend on that person's situation, but monetarily, as far as Social Security is concerned, there's there's no benefit to waiting past 70. Yeah, I didn't think so. I just thought I'd ask the expert. <laughs> so, because I, in my mind's eye, we've been asked that question so many times, and we're always like shrugging the shoulders, going, "I, I have no idea why would you wait?" Because it, mm-hmm. it caps at 70. Won't yeah, the grow. delayed delayed retirement credit stop there. Okay. So we were talking about um, collecting Social Security benefits and maybe still working part time, meaning mm-hmm. you haven't uh, reached full retirement age. What What is the implication with uh, taxation? If well, let's let's talk about how much you can earn first, and then we'll hit on the taxation. Mm-hmm. But there are earnings limits for people who take the benefit early. If you take the benefit at 62, you can still work, but for this year, you can earn only $17,040 before it starts affecting your benefits. Mm-hmm. And when I say affecting, what I mean is that for every two dollars you earn over that limit, we are going to hold back one dollar worth of benefits. So depending That's not too on. Bad. <laughs> it depends on how much you're earning. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. That was Nobody a joke. Money with hell. <laughs> that was a joke. But that does go toward uh, when you do hit full retirement, it does give you more credit toward that amount, the withholdings. Well, that's uh, let me explain Uh-oh. how let me explain how that's done because uh, i had a gentleman who came in he had just gotten laid off with his employer and he really wasn't sure what he was going to do but he was of retirement age so he went ahead and filed a retirement application at 62 and he knew that he wanted to go back to work part-time but he just hadn't found anything yet so we went ahead and we started his checks sure enough two months later he got a great job he's like okay i found this i'm going to go ahead and take it I, he called me and he said i want to stop the benefits i said okay how about we just put them on hold? Mm-hmm. So what we did was we put in an estimate that made his checks go into suspense because I said, you're not really sure you're going to like this job. Yeah. Let's let's make sure it's a good one. Uh, two months later, he called me back. He's like, you know, I think I really like this one. This is it. Well, his benefits actually stayed in suspense the entire time until he reached his full retirement age. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's receiving Social Security gets what's called a, um, a recomputation when they hit full retirement age. And we are not going to reduce your check Uh, based on a month you didn't get a check. Mm -hmm. And in his case, even though he had taken it at 62, he never really got a check because his benefits were in suspense the whole time. 
So when he hit his full retirement age, we adjusted his benefit up to his full unreduced amount. Oh, he kind of used it as a security blanket, you know, in case anything happened until he hit full retirement. You know, uh, when folks come into our office uh, at Insight Folios, that question comes up, should I retire? What if I retire? What about my benefits? And again, we have to run that through our Simplicity proprietary uh, planning software, which helps them make good decisions. And to get you started on your first step to financial clarity, we wanted to offer our Simplicity Retirement Rescue Toolkit. And what you'll receive are two books, one written by Paul, one that I've written, and uh, a, a white paper on trying to save taxes in your 401ks and your IRAs, your qualified plans. And we're throwing in that ultimate guide to retirement income because retirement planning is a comprehensive plan. It takes into account Social Security, like we're talking about today, uh, rental income, other types of income sources, and then trying to generate income from your assets. So it's, it's a very comprehensive uh, planning process. And we want to offer you our Simplicity Retirement Rescue Toolkit today. And all you have to do is text the word KIT, K-I-T, to the number 33222. That's KIT, K-I-T, to 33222. And we will get that retirement toolkit on its way to you. So let's let's back up here and just to be clear, and I want to make sure talking about taking full Social Security when your income, your part-time, full-time income doesn't affect that. At what what point can you exceed the threshold of seventeen thousand forty dollars and it not affect your Social Security? Once a person turns full retirement age, whatever that is for them there is no longer an earnings limit and it takes effect the month that they turn full retirement age. So once you have that birthday and you've hit your full retirement age, you can make unlimited amount of money. Now I said that because Social Security doesn't care how much you earn after that, but of course IRS does. So let, let's uh, let's pull out the uh, the elephant in the room here and talk about the solvency of Social Security because I'm sure nobody's concerned about that anymore because um, Social Security just continues to pay. So uh, is this a legitimate concern? Is there a date and time that, that Social Security isn't going to be insolvent? Well, we, we have trustees' reports that keep up with that, and that's always a question that I get at the different presentations. And right now we're solvent through 2034. After that, we'd be able to pay about 79 cents on the dollar of what we pay now. Um, what does that tell me as an individual? It tells me probably something's going to change. What it doesn't tell me is how that's going to change. Um, same thing with, with Medicare. It's, Medicare is probably going to change, too. But right now, we don't know what is going to change regarding those two programs to try to keep them solvent. Right, here's a question. You know, we say we're solvent for X amount of time, and we know there's money coming in from taxation. Is there an actual account with Social Security with money in it that uh, pays out the benefits? The, the f we have two different types of funds that pay two different types of benefits. You have the one that most people's retirement and survivor comes from, and then we have a general fund that um, everybody pays into that other types of benefits like SSI disability that it comes out of. So, yes, there are two funds that actually they pay. They really that. are funded at least to some degree. You know that I will double check that, but to my knowledge, is it a bucket or a pipe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which one? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I got you. So tell us a little bit. We got about 30 seconds, but tell us a little bit about the SSA.gov and why it's so beneficial. It is a wonderful website. It's a ton of information. Everything that I've gone over today is available at our website, and tons of more information. Uh, it's real simple. All you have to do is just go online to www.ssa.gov. In the bottom left-hand corner, you'll see my SSA. My SSA account. You want to sign on and create one of those accounts today so you can make sure you know what your benefit would be at 62 versus full retirement and even 70. It's available instantaneously to be pulled down and, and downloaded onto your computer at any time. And then when you sign up for that, do you get those reports? When you want them. That's the beauty of it. It's, we, deal, we still do not send them out, but when you pull it up, you can download it, you can print it, you can save it onto your computer, and you really want to do that every year. I've even heard the Better Business Bureau is advising people who have minor children that are worried about their credit um, ratings, worried about people getting cards under their social. They're putting freeze on minor children uh, accounts to make sure no one does that. Well, Lisa, I can't thank you enough. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in, Lisa Wallace is in studio, public affairs specialist for Social Security, wealth of information. And one more time, Give me the phone number because I know there's a lot of people out there listening that have a lot of questions that would love to talk to somebody you, like you. What's that phone number? Sure thing. It's 1-800-772-1213 or at our website, 
www.ssa.gov. So if you've been concerned about Social Security and you think the Social Security Administration is going to shut you down no matter what it is, I would implore you to pick up the phone, call her office, and talk to a, a specialist over there because it might not be as bad as you think. So when we get back, I'm going to tell you how you can maximize your Social Security benefit. But know this, the rules have changed. We'll be right back. So what three things will you need for the retirement of your dreams? Well, first, there's income. Second, income. And third, you guessed it, income. But how will you get it? Will you have enough? Want to know for sure? We will create an income plan specific to you using our proprietary Simplicity software. Creating this plan is a $1,500 value, but for 10 of our listeners, we're going to give away this plan absolutely free. Only 10 free plans, so call now, 855-999-PLAN. That's 855-999-7526. Get on the list now for your Simplicity financial plan. Call now, 855-999-PLAN. 855-999-7526. One more time, 855-999-7526. Hi, this is Wade Fow, Ph.D. Professor of Retirement Income at the American College. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso on 1025-610-WFNZ. One zero two five six ten WFNZ. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, and today on the show we've had Lisa Wallace, Public Affairs Specialist for Social Security, right here in Charlotte. And what a fascinating discussion we've had, all things Social Security. But I do want to make light right now, and for most of the rest of the show, on how the rules have changed with Social Security. Make light. You mean you're going to bring to light how yes. some things have what changed? Did I, say? I just didn't understand. You were going to make light of what uh, we were talking about. Well, Social Security is a heavy have, thing. But but rules have changed on maximizing your Social Security. And I know, and, and we've talked about it for years. Why in the world were some of these strategies even in the in the law? You know, when I when I first opened up an office here in Charlotte, I did and still do to some degree a lot of classes in different colleges and universities in the area. And we had a whole module, a whole segment on Social Security. And what was fascinating, and when we got to this, there was what's considered the file and suspend strategy, restricted application. I know there was a combination of both. And then there was what, what went away in 2010, where you could take your full Social Security, get, get to the max age of 70, and then pay back your Social Security for your mm. full, full benefit. And every single one of those techniques, strategies are now gone. And for years, we'd get to this. I explained what they all are, the benefits. I mean, there were hundreds of thousands of dollars in increased benefits over the years. And then I would say, and I'd finish and go, and I don't know why they're here. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would the Uncle Sam, the one who needs money, doesn't give it away, takes, doesn't give, is now actually giving it away. And the other one was um, uh, the, with raw recharacterization, which yep. is now gone. Yep. I don't understand why those benefits for Social Security and recharacterizations, which is a different topic for a different show, fully benefited those in the know. It's so in the know, but that made great marketing for certain people. I mean, I remember all the radio shows saying, you might be missing out on hundreds of thousands of dollars in lifetime benefits. Ads, yeah. And they were pointing out, well, here's several aggressive strategies that you can use. To, which to actually begs the question, how are they still marketing that? Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, we get advertisements all the time about, you know, maximizing your Social Security, yet almost all of the benefits and strategies are gone. So other than just making other sure you're delaying it and delaying to, yeah. it at the right time, there's no way to benefit other than if you're in an isolated situation where you've been married twice and you <laughs> didn't know that you could take the one spouse and not the other. But as far as like, Moving your 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 scenario and uh, suspending yours or paying back all the things that have been taught for years those are they're all gone. If you're getting something in the mail, an advertisement on 
strategies to maximize your Social Security, you might be getting duped into into a sales process. One thing I wanted to mention is the restricted filing. Some people call it deemed filing. Mm -hmm. There were some people who were grandfathered in. If you were already 62 as of January 2nd, 2016, Mm -hmm. you're still grandfathered in. So some people still have the ability to file on a spouse without having to file on theirs first if they've reached their full retirement age. But again, that's few and far between. It is less and less people. And they need to call Social Security to find out. So to be clear here, so if you're 62 now or 62 as of two years ago, so you'd have to be a minimum age of 64 plus right now because it stopped in May of 2016, I think. You had to be 62 before January 2nd, 2016. Okay, so if you're 65... So the window's gone, basically, Almost. because it's only a year in. I still, I still have a few people who are able to do it, but not many. Yeah, but, yeah. So, and I had to do the quick math in my head because there's no real reason to do the file and suspend now, even if you are 65. So, yeah, a lot of that marketing. And thanks for clarifying, Lisa. And if you're just tuning in, that was Lisa Wallace, uh, a public affairs specialist, at Social Security office here in Charlotte. This entire show. Uh, if you didn't catch the whole thing, it's been all things Social Security, what you do need to know, uh, what you need to be aware of, how the IRS can hurt you, how it can help you, uh, as far as Uncle Sam, and, and making sure that you get your full benefit. Uh, Lisa Wallace has been unbelievably uh, educational in this in this show, and if you haven't, I'd recommend going back and finding this on our website, insightfolios.com, so you can get the entire show and it's um, and all the education therein. But let's talk really, really quick, Charlie, about how, how, how do we get somebody to understand when's the optimal time to take Social Security? You know, I think we run into two different types of people. There's the person that's really afraid Social Security is not going to be there or the longevity history in their family is not so good. So they think I'm going to take it as soon as I can. And then there's others that see the benefit of, oh, my family lives a long time or I want to make sure my spouse gets the maximum amount that, uh, that she can qualify for, and so they delay to age 70. So, again, like we talked about before, it's going to come to uh, a person's understanding and their specific situation and their goal and what they're trying to do for their family or for themselves. But, but the key is, and I think, Lisa, maybe you know uh, more so, is that if you take it early versus taking it at 70, there's really a crossover point where you, you achieve – an equal amount of income in a certain period of time, and that's what seventy-eight to eighty-two, somewhere in that range. It it all depends, and what we what we do, um, people come in they ask me when's the best time for me to file for retirement, and I said, well, you know what? If you can tell me the day you plan on passing, I can do the mathematical equation. That's the key. Because that that's what and it what is. And what do they say to that? <laughs> they just kind of look at me like, hmm. But let me if, talk to my spouse. <laughs> yeah, let me check on that. <laughs> you did say that thing about survivor benefits, <laughs> exactly. right? Okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, it really does come down to that. You've got to look at what you want to do in your retirement. I actually heard one of your prior speakers, uh, Rob Hill, I believe, he said mm-hmm. something the other day. He said, retirement is not an age. Retirement is a financial position. And that really hit home for me because I do a lot of seminars for people who actually retire before 62, mm-hmm. uh, a long way away from me. But it, it made me think about that because it really isn't an age. It is a financial position. What what do you want in retirement? What are your expectations and what can you do to make that happen? Well, retirement's a tough thing. And, you know, really one of the biggest benefits of, of planning for retirement is if it's a good plan, a simple plan that you can understand it will show you when you should take certain things. It'll show you the benefit of investing in certain products. I mean, we haven't really talked about a whole lot of investments on this particular show, but Social Security is just another investment, in my opinion, and when you should turn on the income and delay it, you know, how long are you going to work? You know, this financial position that you're talking about, it's a state of mind. It's, it's, it's clarity and understanding, okay, today if I were to literally quit and no longer work and and drive income, do my investments work for me? Is Social Security, it's going to work for you. Now, what happens after 2032? I don't know. We'll we'll figure out. We'll have you back on the show, (laughs) and you can take the fall. I'll still be Uh, there. Remember the kids are still in college. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But, But at the end of the day, it's important that you have a comprehensive financial plan to guide you through making every single one of these tough decisions, whether it's how you should invest, when to take Social Security. One last time, we're going we're gonna to give you an opportunity to text the word KIT, K-I-T if, 
if we haven't received 10 kits, I don't know what the number is yet, but for the first 10 people that text the word KIT, K-I-T, to the number 33222, we're going to give you what's called our Simplicitry Retirement Rescue Toolkit. There's a couple books in here. The most valuable thing that we're going to give you today in this kit is called The Ultimate Guide to Retirement Income, and it's all things Social Security, all things pensions, all things investment income. If there's one thing that you have to have when you retire, it's income. I like to look at your money as little soldiers that you have to put to battle for your future income. And if they're not battling for your future income, who is? Because you want to quit. You don't want to work. Your money has to work for you. All right. So again, I want to thank Lisa Wallace for being on the show today. I know I already said thanks for being on the show, but yes. She liked us so much she couldn't leave. She didn't couldn't want to leave. leave. And uh, so much uh, so that um, that I really appreciate the uh, the guidance um, in a non um, uh, you didn't give any advice, which I appreciate. But you gave tons of information. I thank you for that. And again, if if you're worried listening out there to call a government agency like Social Security, don't be. They are the nicest people. I'm not just saying that because Lisa, you're here. I truly mean that. Well, um, our experience has been that way. No why don't question. you tell us about yeah. next week's show, Charlie? All right. Well, families with special needs members have unique planning considerations, right? And according to Rob Rubel, Senior Vice President of Cascade Investment Group and best-selling author, and Rob knows firsthand because he not only does he work with families with special needs members, he's also the father of a special needs child. Finally, someone who truly understands the exceptional financial planning needs for families with these unique circumstances. And boy, aren't they wonderful folks that uh, can take that kind of burden. So learn how your family can properly plan for the future, preserve benefits, and achieve financial freedom. Discover right now what financial plans need to be in place and consider estate and legal issues, potential government benefits, and the medical and social needs of the individual. That's next Saturday at 11.30 a.m. on Simply Financial with Paul Durso right here on 1025-610-WFNZ. And I also have to thank the best producer in the business who, uh, who, has, who gets to cover up all the mistakes that Charlie and I make. And uh, he's, he's great, Stephen, uh, here in the office. And I want to thank you fine folks out there uh, in, in listener land, uh, in your cars and on your porches, for, for tuning in every Saturday morning at 1130 right here on WFNZ. Uh, thank you guys for that. This is Paul Durso. Here with my co-host, Charlie Bowers. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where we're all about taking your first steps to financial clarity. This is 1025-610-WFNZ.